Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone, and we're talking about I, Claudius, Episode 9, Hail Who. In this episode, uh, we see a number of things, but the big thing that happens is Caligula gets assassinated and Claudius becomes the new emperor. Um, we also get to see the full extent of the madness of Caligula's reign. Like the, the previous episode, we saw some of that, but he was still... I don't know, I would say he was still kind of anchored in some, some, some degree of sanity, uh, even though he was saying he was a god and all this stuff. But this is where we really see how the madness is sort of taking its toll on him and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just how, how jarring his, you know, uh, you know his, his shifts from you know, one thing to the next can, can, can be. Uh, and, and it's, oh, go ahead, you were going to say something? Oh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting in this episode because this is the one where it's it's starting to become normal to an extent. Like in the last episode, it's like Caligula's gone, you know, revealed himself as being really crazy, and you know, people are reacting to it, and things happen in response. But uh, this is the episode where where it seems to have been going on for a while, and people are, and you know, I mean, obviously at the end, people do react, but it's it's surprising how far people are willing to play along with, with his madness it's, yeah uh, it's no kind of it's shocking no it, it is and that's it's really the heart of the episode is this idea of you know how people are, are are doing that and you sort of you just see the insanity of it and the way people are behaving just you know people mm-hmm. have they're, they're they're fully committed to playing these different roles and some people are doing it more successfully than others and it would seem that Claudius is the most successful. In fact, he, uh, what I want to do is I want to talk about each moment in the movie, in the in the show. But uh, but Claudius, he, he basically is adopts the role of Vulcan, and that's what kind of sees him through to the end of the uh, of this particular episode. Um, so the, the the show opens up with, and then this is kind of notable because I think up until this point in the series, it's all been le- led with Claudius narrating what's going on yeah um, I, I, got to, and, I was a little confused at the beginning of this episode because he's older now in even in the flashbacks that for a second i was kind of confused mm-hmm. as to wait is this is this this actually before well, we go back in time here then so yeah that actually did throw me this episode. yep and so we'll, we'll probably get back on that subject next episode but it is notable but what we see is he's he's living with a uh, prostitute named Calpurnia, uh, and he receives a letter from Herod that contains some loaded dice. And this is where we find out that there are ads for a brothel at the palace, where uh, the family uh, of I, I think like the, the family and the wives of senators are going to be made into prostitutes uh, for an evening. And and mm-hmm. and basically, senators have to come and pay an entrance fee, and then they are supposed to sleep with other senators' wives. Is kind of how it how it plays out and there's a lot of debauchery um we'll get into that when we get to the brothel scene um but uh the slave that informs them of this um of of this uh event uh you know looks at calpurnia and says you know even she wouldn't you know you know have you know do that kind of business in in, you know in in that way and uh and this is where we find out that you know calpurnia is a prostitute and they they sort of hint it in the book if i recall calpurnia and claudius have an arrangement to only uh, to only see each other, so so she, I think she's either living with him or he's, you know, at least he's one of her. He's he's like her only client essentially, um, because there's an outbreak of VD in Rome, and and so 
you know, you can sort of see the relationship they have, though, in the scene. She's almost, she's almost like the closest thing that he's probably had to a real relationship, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with, a, with a woman. Um, and she does seem to be somewhat affectionate towards him. Um, but she's quite honest about what she is and, mm-hmm. and, and what their, you know, what their connection is. And so, so yeah, so I don't know, did you, th- did you think any, anything notable about that scene or do you want to just move on to the brothel scene? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it is, it is notable, the relationship going on in that scene. And like you say, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, we only get, we only get a glimpse of it, but it, it it's, it's, it's a, until until the you know the, the the notice comes in it seems like you know a fairly comfortable domestic scene yeah with with claudius which is not not something we've seen even though he's been married twice before we've got nothing like that with him ever before and uh yeah no and and, and it's and it's an interesting i think it's important having her in this episode because messalini gets introduced by the end and there's mm-hmm. a very interesting contrast between these two characters um the next scene is the brothel scene. This is when they turn the palace into a brothel. And Claudius is in charge of manning the door, basically. He's basically taking people's money. Um, the scene opens up. I mean, they pretty. it's like, you know, you see boobs, you see men kissing, you see... It's like se- like 70s edginess, basically. It's the, you know, they're, they're, this is clearly like the thing that is going to get people to the tube, I think, is the, uh, yeah. the promise of, of, of flickers of nudity and, and sex. Um, by today's standards, though, it's probably pretty tame, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, on the whole. I mean, it's, uh, you know, visually it's tame, but I mean, obviously it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty disturbing setup on the whole, though, what's happening there. Yeah, so no. Uh, and obviously they're competing with what? The, the, the other Caligula movie, which was uh, not nearly <laughs> yes. as tame. Um, I don't remember when that came out, though, so I don't know if it was... Uh, I think it was around the same time, wasn't it? It was around the same yeah. time. Yeah, I can't remember. If, I think it was probably after. But but I, this uh, this looks like a Disney movie compared to uh, compared to that version. Um, yeah. And so, uh, but anyways, uh, Claudius is uh, a senator who becomes port important later in the in the episode. Uh, is brings his wife in and, and asks for help because she recently gave birth, and initially Claudius. You know he doesn't want to die, so he doesn't help her. But then he uh, uh, he he goes in and he he uh, I think it's was it Marcus that was the one who who tried to uh, to to purchase her, the senator's senator's wife's services that evening. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, they don't introduce him as Marcus, I think, but I think I'm pretty sure it was Marcus. Um, and so Marcus, who's a character that that we learn about over the course of this episode. He he tries to he you know he tries to uh, uh, you know buy her as a prostitute for the night and Claudius goes in and 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 you know uh, kicks Marcus out for creating a, a, a ruckus and then he kicks her out and that's when we meet Sasonia who tells uh, uh, Claudius that he's a good man and Sasonia is Caligula's kind of matronly wife she's much older she's about ten years older than Caligula not much older but older than him. And yeah. and she's she's you know she's not supposed to be particularly pretty or glamorous, and she comes from a humble background. Um, and the woman who plays her, I think, does a really good job of of getting that character across. Um, you know, the, you know, it's always interesting to me when when it, when an actor has a line like "I'm not pretty," and it's supposed to be, but like that seems like a uh, I don't know that seems like a difficult role to have to play to sort of you know play a character who you know has a physical flaw that you're supposed to you know embody. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, but anyway, she, uh, 
what the, I think the significance of the exchange between her and Claudius is she she tries to tell Claudius like you know the emperor basically needs us more than we need him like he's sick and he needs help is essentially what she's saying and and she seems to genuinely care for Caligula there's like you know um, yeah you know and so I so you know it, it, it's it, and it kind of sets the tone for this whole episode last episode the madness was played purely for laughs and here a lot of it is played for laughs I wouldn't say well, purely you know, for okay. laughs laughs and terror but you know what i mean laughs, there was, there was a good deal terror. of there was a good deal of humor there, there, there was a lot more comedy yeah. in the last episode there, i'll give you that there was a lot of dark humor with the the madness and here we get we get the we get the dark humor but there's also a tone of 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 sympathy and and you know and sickness going on here that that we're supposed to be observing yeah. and and so uh caligula arrives and and he's not pleased at what he sees, even though he's organized this whole thing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a, it's a very Caligula move. Uh, and uh, and he and he and he comes to announce that he's going to wage war on the Germans. And we also meet Cassius uh, Caria, who's a, we, I think we saw him earlier because I think he was the one who 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 brought news of the uh, uh, of the massacre of the troops in the German forest. And yeah. and so, uh, but uh, Caligula almost implies that he's going to wipe out all of the all of this refuge that's uh 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 that's you know at the brothel in the palace um and so i don't know is that you know it's also where we see this is where caligula sort of crowns claudius as vulcan he calls him vulcan and claudius gets up and he rec- i think he recites homer and says from his anvil the lame craftsman rose wide with distorted legs oblique he goes and Essentially, uh, Claudius uses this tactic over the course of the episode of quoting Homer as Vulcan to uh, to save his skin, and this is the thing that really preserves him. Um, so, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this scene? Or ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's it's an interesting scene where you get to see uh, Claudius. Uh, you know, it's, it's one place where Claudius actually stands up and, and does something because I mean early on he you know he, he's yeah as we've established throughout the show he's very good at keeping his head down and uh you know and I mean obviously he he has internal integrity but he's, he's generally afraid to act on it but this is this is a point where he runs in and he, he helps a woman out and he's like gets that thro- throws throws through you know he's willing to throw someone out over it and it's uh it, it, it is it is a big move for Claudius I think to do that yeah no, I agree, and uh, and so you know, there's a, a bunch of other things happen, but I think the next important moment in the series is when we actually go to Caligula in Germany, and he's reprimanding the river god, and uh, mm. and and we know that Claudius is on his way. I think with uh, treasure, not tre- like like pr- basically, I think I think Livia uh, he's raided Livia's uh, treasury, and and he's instructed Claudius to bring it so he can auction it off in uh, in the German province. And we know that Caligula has uh, become very paranoid, perhaps rightly so, and has unearthed a conspiracy where he's uh, had uh, uh, the provincial governor Gaetulicus executed. And uh, 
and so he's reprimanding the river god but it, but the way that he we first see him like there's rain falling and he's just kind of like peering upwards like we see him looking up which just feels significant to me because up until this point he's been like a god and now he's looking up at the rain and he looks like a little boy like just you know <laughs> just trying to you know st- stay out of the cold and you just get this sense that he's um that he's not healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like it really plays up the sickly side of the madness. Yeah, I think. Well, I think. I think we've just had a scene too where his his wife has been talking to Claudius about how he's afraid too. So I, mean, yeah. I think that's the lead. That's the emotional tone. You enter that scene and yeah. you jump to him looking at the rain. Well, so well, it, uh, it that's on your mind. She gives the afraid. she gives the BS line everybody gives about sharks and crocodiles. They're more afraid of us than we are of them. Yeah. You know, that's what she says about Caligula. Um, exactly. You know, so you know, I would take it with a grain of salt, but but it's but that but it, but yeah, it leads right into that, and clearly he is afraid, and uh, and when Claudius arrives, he, you know, this is where we find out that Caligula is at war with Neptune, and he's instructed Claudius to go by road, not by river, because he's warring with Neptune and he doesn't trust riverways, and Claudius, or no, he instructs him to send the, the, the treasure by road. Claudius follows that instruction, but he takes the river in order to get there on time. And it's sort of a situation where there was a good logic behind what he did, but it was the wrong choice. And when he arrives, he says, well, you know, if by river you came, by river you'll go. And he throws him into the river. And he's about to have Marcus. And I think, um, I don't remember who the other guy is. It might have been... I never caught his name. um, They did name him. I think it was... um, uh, Asprinus, but I could be wrong. And, uh, you know, he, he basically is about to have them executed when Claudius comes back in, caked in mud, and Caligula starts laughing and, you know, recognizes him as Vulcan. And his mm-hmm. personality is totally changed. And then we have another exchange here where they're quoting Homer. And what ends up happening is he says, okay, if the next two lines of Homer are apt, I won't kill these two gentlemen. And 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 then the, the, Claudius has this look of 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 apprehension and and contemplation on his face as he tries to come up with a really great line to save these guys and he and he does um I think he says only Job is arm extend I can but oh no that's the wrong line it's uh uh what soul so daring in your aid to move or lift his arm against the might of Jove and and then uh you know this delights uh Caligula and he he, he uh he lets the two men go, and then he and and, and then he says to uh, uh, Cassius that the wash word for the night is uh, "give us a kiss." And this is where we learn that uh, you know Cassius is starting to plot against Caligula. He he goes up to Marcus after he's narrowly evaded death and says, "Well, he might not have killed you today, but one day he will kill us. Like we, we are all dead at some point." And and the next scene is the is my favorite scene in the series where. Uh, Claudius and Caligula speak together in in private and Caligula asks Claudius point blank do you think I'm mad and I feel like this is like the center of the story of the Caligula episodes this is this is yeah. this is where Claudius saves himself but fails to save his nephew do you know what I mean and the empire I think and it's, arguably yeah. he wouldn't succeed arguably it would it would backfire but mm-hmm. he has a real opportunity to say yes, I think you're crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a very. I mean, yeah, it's it's very likely that that you know that Caligula just would have ended up killing him if he'd said yeah. it. But it, you know that it was like some. But but yeah, it's it's 
it, it's a very emotional moment because <laughs> you, you you know it's like because because yeah he is crazy and it's 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 it you know i mean claudius Claudia's just going along with it again, going, oh, no, 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 you know, it's, 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 you set the tone, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make Claudius look good, that's for well, sure, even though, even though it was probably the right thing for him to do. Well, it's, it's just, inter- I mean, again, and this is where you see just, like, the level of intimacy between these two characters, like, the, like, Claudius yeah. is clearly the only person that Caligula really respects or trust even though he he considers it a mis- imbecile and you know is you know had just thrown him into a river uh possibly to kill him uh he yeah he um he uh he um uh so so but but what i what, what i what i think is clear at the start of the scene is even even caligula is getting a little bit tired of of the game of of, of Claudius pretending to praise him for being a god like there's something yeah. there's and, and Claudius is getting tired of it now there's a weariness in it he's kind of doing it out of <laughs> out of reflex and uh and 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 that's when the conversation begins where he he sort of goes down that road of you know do you think I'm mad and uh and uh and he says he says sometimes I think that I'm going mad and he says be honest you know has the idea ever crossed your mind and it, I don't know. To me, that was it, like number one. The 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 way that it, I I just find that like to be the that's the moment in the show where you have the most amount of sympathy for Caligula, um, mm-hmm. and it's pretty staggering because he just had thrown Claudius into a river. You know, he's he's clearly he's clearly insane. He's just you know humiliated the Senate. Um, yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I I think his his you know it's bringing up him throwing him in the river. I I find you know like you, like you said there's definitely a connection between him and Claudius but he's he's offended because he know you know you know because they sent Claudius not so much because of who Claudius is because he knows what the senate would think of Claudius it's like that it was an yeah. insult it's like they think Claudius is just a fool therefore yeah. them sending him he's it's like it's more an anger at the senate that he throws Claudius in the river than any anything else I think and uh, and he gets over it quickly, but that's what we're seeing is just that rapid bouncing back and forth between yeah. you know and uh, uh, but the interesting thing I think about the end of this conversation is that he he uh, you know he, like you said he says you set the sta- you know you know, sanity you know, it's unthinkable you set the standard for for sanity and and uh, and then you know Khalil asks him you know like how much he sleeps because he only sleeps three hours a night and he goes mm-hmm. on and 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 clearly this is part of his doubts about him being a god he has these headaches he's not getting sleep and claudius says well the physical body is a straight is a great strain if you're not used to it which a god isn't and he says undisguised gods never sleep at all and so Caligula's is kind of like well okay that makes sense but then if i'm a god why didn't i think of that yeah, yeah. and uh and and I don't know. I just I just love the exchange over the course of the scene. Um, I don't really have much to comment on that. I just you know because we've already kind of you know said everything about it. Uh, one other important thing that does happen uh, is is Claudius mentions the prophecy of of the Messiah and says that he's the God that the Jews have been prophesying. Um, mm-hmm. He says I'm that all powerful God the Jews have been prophesying. Now I think uh, it's a little. Imp- I, I'm not hundred percent boned up on my Judaism. But I'm pretty sure that the Jewish prophecy didn't predict an all-powerful God. 
Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot, uh, lot of issues with that statement. But but, uh, but and we can get into that later because there is some there's an anachronistic thing going on over the course of these episodes that I do want to talk about. Um, but but the scene closes with him wanting Claudius to go with him to do battle against Neptune, and uh, and then the next scene is. Uh, Caligula's return from you know his triumphant return <laughs> except he arrives in Rome and the Senate hasn't given him a triumph because he asked them not to and and they're sort of in a an impossible situation uh, and 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 that sort of plays out he keeps doing this to people he keeps giving them uh, he keeps trapping them by putting them in situations where they're kind of screwed whichever direction they go and yeah. uh but he comes back with his booty, which is just a bunch of shells from the from the ocean, um, and uh, and by the end of the scene, the big thing that happens is the conspiracy is 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 pretty much solidified because Marcus comes up to him and congratulates him for uh, uh, he 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 rebukes the Senate because they uh, um, uh, they 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 didn't hold him a triumph but they they held a uh they celebrated the anniversary of actium which was the defeat of his grandfather of his of his grandfather mark anthony and 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 marcus congratulates him he says oh well marcus you know i had them either way because if they hadn't held the celebration then they would have insulted the god augustus my my grandfather uh who won the battle and and uh, and then Marcus adds, "Oh, and Agrippa too, who is also there, and your gr- other grandfather." And this pisses off Caligula, who says, "You know, Marcus uh, Vinicius, you are no longer my friend." And Claudius comes up to Marcus and explains that, you know, you know, Agrippa was a man of, you know, not, you know, he wasn't of high enough birth to 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 to, to produce a line that that produces a god. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so now Marcus is out, and he has no choice but to join Cassius in, in his plot. Um, and so, so I don't know we can get into the the rest of the episode. But what did you have any thoughts on the triumph or anything that played out there? Uh yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty straightforward scene. I, uh, I mean, I I think. Uh, it, I mean, it's interesting just how weak everyone still is at this point. You know, I mean, obviously we have some of the soldiers that are plotting against him, and we had, you know, I mean, go go jumping back a scene. It's it's interesting to speculate on whether there really was a conspiracy in Germany or not, because it's one of those things that's equally likely either way. You know, it's like Caligula imagining something is entirely likely, but people wanting to get rid of Caligula is also entirely plausible. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that when he comes back, the senators are, you know, they, they're they're in, people are so weak at this point that there's there, you know, there, there was no preparation or plotting while Caligula was away. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, I think that's a sign of what's been happening over the course of the entire series. I mean, in the early episodes, we had Livia picking off anybody who was a big, powerful figure. Mm-hmm. And then you have Sejanus who comes along later and just wipes out a whole bunch of people, a bunch of people more. And it's just the entire, you've got, you've got yeah. an entire city of people whose it's, just entire thing is keeping their head down. It's, it's the <laughs> opposite. It's the complete opposite of a meritocracy. It's uh, yes. you know it, it, it it's they're just they're just eliminating everybody who has any anything that could be contributed 
to the to the empire. Uh, it's a it's 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 it's, it's and, and and yeah, I, th- I think you're right. You kind of see that at this point. And then by the time of Claudius's reign, the you know he only has like the people who are skilled are like with like maybe one exception are 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 only like the most cynically you know driven people do you know what I mean they're they're, they're mm-hmm. it's you know they're people who are like claudius they might have talent but they've disguised it in order to keep their head which suggests a, a certain amount of only looking out for number one um yeah and so and so that's the uh you know that that's sort of where things go so i think i think you're right there um the next scene is kind of an interesting scene that's when uh uh, Claudius is awakened in the middle of the night by Cassius and and uh, told that he has to go to the palace and he and then we, we see him in a dark room with uh, with Marcus and Asprinus and uh, they're just sitting in two in, in three chairs and they all think they're gonna die and they, they they hold each other's hands and they're just like they're like children waiting for a punishment and Caligula Caligula um, shows up dressed like the goddess of the dawn and 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 does a dance um, you know, I, I and this is this is number one. This is where I sort of, you know, did want to comment on some of the anachronisms going on with the music. Um, clearly, this is not Roman music. When the, you know, it sounds like something from a, almost like a golden age of Hollywood soundtrack, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't comment on Roman music, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's. But I mean, you just know that's not what the Romans sounded like, that, right? That, like, it seems unlikely to yeah. me that that was a a, uh, a Roman song. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I w- I just want to say one of the great things I think about historical fiction and historical movies is when when the writer doesn't know what should be there, that's when they plug in the anachronism. And I think that's when anachronisms yeah. work. You know, like it just totally worked. It, it 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 you know I I I knew that wasn't what a Roman you know. What, what I don't know what this was. It wasn't quite a ballet, but whatever it was, it it, it wouldn't sound like that. It probably wouldn't sound like that. But it, but it still kind of worked. And it and, and it yeah, was a, I, I agree. I mean, all throughout the series, I mean, there there, there are anachronisms here and there. And I mean, it's it's cause, I mean, you are just trying to make people relate to this story. It's like you know, there's 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 a line when you're when you're doing a TV series like this between doing total historical purity between just connecting people well, i mean they're <laughs> well right down to the way people are talking people talk yes. like, i mean this is like you know modern language i mean this is like not how like 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 most british productions at this time if they did rome they would have been speaking in a much more austere style do you know what i mean it wouldn't have been this yes. sort of street level conversational english um you know where people i mean people are speaking like cockney and stuff in this in this show um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's uh, you know, I mean, the way the way that class indications are given in this show, it's it's drawing more on what you what you know from yeah. Britain than what you know from Rome. So, but it's, uh, but I think that's fine. I, I I don't have a huge problem with that uh, on the whole. No, I I like it. I, I think I think it adds. I think it adds. Uh, number one, it, it helps you connect to it. It adds a level of comfort and enjoyment to it, uh, and you know that that's what it's doing. It's not trying to hide that it's doing that. You know what I no, mean? It's, it's very no. upfront that it's doing these things, and mm-hmm. so sometimes that's almost better than a show that's sort of presenting itself as, "Oh, this is a super authentic 
version of it. Do you know what I mean? And then it can get caught yes. up in that. And and so I I don't know I quite like it. Uh, but but the but the point of the scene is Caligula is dancing and dressed as the goddess of the dawn. He looks a little bit like um, uh, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. Like the like the makeup yeah. the makeup here is not intended for him to actually be presented as as a beautiful woman it's intended it's intended more as like a shocking sort of appearance and uh and he ends up uh marry, marrying claudius to one of the dancers messalina and yeah i'm curious about your thoughts i mean i know you've seen the show before so you kind of know where that goes but like you know how do you think about the because she's introduced very differently than than how she plays out over the course of the series yeah um, yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very very demure introduction to her. She's she's uh, uh, yeah, she's introduced to someone kind of very sweet and innocent, and it's very very easy to believe that it's like, oh, this is all going to work out nicely at this point. I mean, if you believe, if 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 you have been paying attention to the show and believe it's that kind of a show. But, but uh, <laughs> it, what's good about it too is it's a scene where replay value kicks in because you you see immediately just how smitten Claudius is. And the first yeah. time I saw it, I don't think I quite noticed that he has a line like, "I think I'm in love already." And it just sort of seemed like, you know, something in passing that you wouldn't, you know. But but in hindsight, where they go, you know, with Messalina, I mean, obviously it's, it's history, but, like, they, they really they really create a villain out of her. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and and just just how she how 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 she wraps him around her finger in that scene. Uh, yeah. And 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 you don't even notice it is 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 is, is great. Um and so, you know, not, you know, not unless you like, you know, are fully aware of what, what's to come. Um, <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, we, we get the, the scene later where, uh, where, you know, Claudius tells Caligula how happy he is in the marriage. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's infuriates Caligula because this was a joke. Yeah. No, that, that's so funny. It's, it's, and that's at the, so, I mean, you know, there's, they conspire to kill the Imperial family because, uh, if they're going to kill Caligula, they have to kill everybody. And it's, it's, uh, I think it's Cassius, uh, Asprinus, Marcus, and I believe a guy named Sabrinus. And, uh, yeah. who was the senator, I think, who kind of got humiliated at the palace earlier. Um, so, you know, so, so Cassius, and Cassius is hell bent on this. Cassius, this is clearly mm. a very personal, uh, thing with Cassius because oh, yeah he's, he's been, been humiliated for a long time yeah yeah the whole thing with the watchwords where Caligula is giving him these humiliating watchwords uh, touch me Titus uh, give us a kiss bottoms up you know he's easy yeah. uh, and, and and Cassius is is very uh, angry about all this and so he's fully committed to it but Marcus doesn't want to kill the imperial family and uh, Cassius says okay we won't but then he tells Sabrinus no we're gonna we're gonna kill them. And uh, yeah. and so the next scene is the one you're talking about at the games where they've decided they're going to try to get Caligula to go through this passageway. And Marcus is in charge of luring him there. And he's like nervous and he has to keep going to the bathroom. And, you know, he, he can't, you know, and they're playing a dice game. And uh, and 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 Claudius gives Caligula his loaded dice from mm-hmm. Herod. Uh, and and uh, and and Caligula is you know beyond he's so happy with this he doesn't even he almost doesn't notice the suspicious behavior of marcus and when yeah. he finally does pick up on it uh you know claudius assuages his fear by saying well everybody's nervous around to god and it's during i think it's during that conversation where he, he thanks 
he thanks Caligula for his wife, and Caligula's furious, like you say. He's like, it was meant to be a joke. You know, <laughs> I, you know, why are you happy about it? He says, oh, no, you misunderstand. I'm happy that you're happy. It's, 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 it's like the lowest point that Claudius gets to, I think, with the obsequiousness, because he says, he says, I'm just happy to sort of know that, that my humiliation has given you an ounce of joy. And yeah. and it, it it's it's so I don't know you just it's hard to respect Cla- uh, Claudius in this scene, and uh, and so, uh, but eventually Marcus convinces him that there's a Greek ballet, uh, another anachronism, uh, waiting for him outside, and they're going to use the back entrance because they wanna they want to perform privately for him, and Caligula goes through the doors shut. And he's surrounded by the people that are the, 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 the guards that are in on the conspiracy led by Cassius and uh, and all the conspirators uh, stab him and and run away just as the remaining Praetorians are able to break or the German guard are able to break through and and uh, uh, Claudius uh, finds uh, Caligula's body and sends the guards after the assassins. Um, we, we have to get to the final scene as well, but any thoughts on the death scene? Because, you know, it's obviously important. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a pretty brutal <laughs> death scene uh, that we get in this. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, it's, it's very well done from a tension perspective, I think. I mean, obviously it's, it's going to work, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I think Marcus's tension is... Uh, is very very palpable in that scene. oh yes but uh but yeah it's it you know it, it's one of the things where where it does a good job of playing back and forth but but yeah you, you do you do feel kind of um, at least i did i i felt kind of bad for caligula at the end there uh, no they even, well, for, even for all the horrible things he'd done well the famous line that is always thrown is that was you know you know and at that moment you know caligula learned he was not a god or something to that effect like you know he yeah. finally learned that's a pretty big uh uh you know i don't know that's a big dose of reality to take in if you if you have this delusion <laughs> of grandeur that you're a god and suddenly you've been stabbed and you're dying and, and 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 like you said, it's really it's 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 quite a sympathetic death. You you see, he goes from he goes from playing the god to playing the man, and in well, fact, his dying words in the show are Drusilla, I'm dying. Yeah, um, you yeah. know that's uh, that really really humanizes him. You know you, uh, especially when you consider all the you know the horrible stuff he did to Drusilla. Um, yeah, you know well, because it's, it's, oh, go ahead. No, it's 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 intriguing because because uh, because the uh, you know I mean uh, for one thing too it's like I think he always had doubts about being a god anyway I mean yeah. it's like he you know he needed he needed constant confirmation of it because because you know deep down he really knew he wasn't so. You know, I mean, it's something be, being confronted with the fact he isn't. It's not like he was a total surprise. It's like, yep, yeah, here's the confirmation of your yeah. worst fear. <laughs> no, and that, that's why I think uh, we'll get to it after we talk about everything. But that's why I think Claudius did have a real opportunity to to actually maybe save him. Um, but yeah. uh, but we you know, we could talk about that more. But but also, I think that when he says Drusilla, I'm dying, it's not just acknowledging his own death. He's he's kind of recognizing the folly of when you know like how he thought she wasn't going to suffer and how you know like like you know he's he's it's he, re, he i think in that moment he realizes that he murdered his own sister do you know what i mean yes um yes 
and and I think thinking back, I think that's maybe where the doubts of his uh, of his godhood maybe stem from. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, well, yes, definitely a moment where he has doubts. I, yeah. I don't like I said I. I I don't know for certain if that's where they start or if he'd already I'm, had them, but that's that's definitely definitely a huge moment mm. of doubt for him. But uh, to... but yeah, so uh, so you know, I think it's a very powerful scene, and uh, and also it's interesting that Claudius is the one who sends the Germans after the uh, after the assassins, um, which you know helps you know well, the prophecy is fulfilled next episode, but it's the first part of of fulfilling the prophecy. And yeah. uh, in the next scene, we see this, you know, another sort of spilling of blood in the Roman streets as uh, Cassius is going and killing all the remaining Imperial family members. And we, the only person we see him kill is uh, Sasonia and the baby. But it's a pretty yeah. horrifying scene. They they impale the baby, and Sasonia is killed off camera, but it's a pretty brutal death. And Sasonia is probably... I don't know, the most sympathetic character in the episode. Like, she's the person uh-huh. that, you know, she's, I mean, she, she, I mean she, she basically just is like, I don't know, there's, there's nothing, she, she, she only just demonstrates positive qualities, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, and, and, uh, and she's killed pretty brutally. Uh, and, and Cassius is, you know, even though he's heading this conspiracy that we all kind of want, Cassius is a pretty terrifying guy. Like he is, uh, you know, phys- physically he kind of resembles Caligula. Do you know what I mean? He's he's sort of pale and sickly, and I think that, I think it's related to a, a groin wound that he supposedly suffered. I can't quite remember, but there's a there's a reason for his uh, for why they p- present him in this way. But okay. I, I I'm a little fuzzy on the details, so don't take me at my word on that. But but um, but he uh, but I feel like he's kind of a mirror to Caligula. Do you know what I mean? There's like like he he resembles him a lot. You know, mm-hmm. they both are kind of a feat. Do you know what I mean? There's like a they, they Yeah, both... no, I I get I get what you're going on the physics. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that while I was watching the show. But the uh but the but anyways, the 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 it wraps up with Claudius running to I think the east wing of the palace and uh and hiding behind a curtain and the Praetorians yeah. find him. And he's found by a guy named Gratus, who, uh, you know, uh, ends up saying, hey, why don't we make him emperor? Because what we find mm-hmm. out is, you know, the Praetorians are out of work if the if the Republic is back. <laughs> and and so what ultimately what ultimately stops the Republic from returning are is, is just the economics of of the Praetorians need to work. And well, I think I think it's 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 worse than off to work. They're off to the you know the, they're off to the frontier or something if they aren't in the Praetorian. Well, well yeah, they have they'd have to join the army basically. They have to they'd have to they'd have to just become soldiers and not yeah. you know. But but I mean you know. But also I'm sure the Praetorian position pays better. Um, well, yeah. But, but my point is there's this institution. That's it, for sure. It's it's preserved by an institution that was created to protect the emperor. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and to protect yeah. the imperial family, um, and and so sometimes you know killing the man and even the family members isn't quite enough. Um, <laughs> though I suppose if they had killed Claudius, there wouldn't have been many options for them. Um, but they they find Claudius now. Interesting historical note. I know we don't usually get into that, but here it's happenstance. They just find him behind a curtain, and uh, and and they're like, hey, why don't we make him emperor? 
and then they make him emperor, and then the German uh, tr- guards come in, and you know they kind of, and 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 I think here the the German and English uh, uh, hostilities become a little bit visible, um, <laughs> and you know the Germans are pretty much t- portrayed as idiots, and uh, and and they say you know this is our emperor, and they're like Kaiser, and then the guy uh, the only line from the the German guard is ya, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> And they go along with it, uh, but uh, but but it's presented as happenstance. And in reality, I think the most plausible historical explanation I've heard is Gratus was probably specifically looking for Claudius, in order for the purpose of elevating him to the, you know, as emperor. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, it it makes it makes a little more sense that it wouldn't have been happenstance. Uh, yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's. I mean. It, the, the uh, you know, Caligula being killed had to be something that the people in the Praetorian Guard had anticipated at some point. I mean, it's it, if it's your job to prevent something from happening, you've also thought about what would happen if it were to occur. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, I, uh, I I have to think they had they had some kind of a plan in place. And so, and that's where that's where the episode ends. It ends with him being you know cheered as emperor by the Praetorian Guards. You know, yeah. he's saying, "I don't want to be emperor." You know, I want the Republic back. But, uh, uh, and, and, and importantly, Cassius sees all this playing out and knows he's kind of screwed. Um, so yeah. any, any thoughts on, uh, on the, on the scene and the ending of the episode? Ah, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a great episode. I, uh, I, I, I personally found the previous episode was a little, better as far as, as uh, the, the two Caligula episodes go but this is still still a great one. I mean I, mean, I, I, I think that the first episode is definitely one of the strongest episodes in the whole series and probably on its own it's just stronger than this one in a lot of ways. I think I think what uh, I like them as a pair like they're my two favorite episodes yeah. in the whole yeah. series. Yeah I mean they are uh, a pair. But what I like about that that scene where he's talking to Claudius and he says do you think I'm mad there's something about that scene that just gets me every time. Like I yeah. feel the familial connections between those two characters. It's the moment when like I'm like yes this is an uncle and a nephew and and the nephew is reaching out to the uncle. Do you know what I mean? That's because it, again, like like I mentioned, he kind of looks like a boy who's afraid of the world, and it's the in that whole scene, like when he's dealing with Claudius, he's kind of acting like the junior. Do you know what I mean? He's he, yeah. And so I don't know. I just find it. I just find it like a very touching scene that gets again one of the one of the core themes of the movie, not the movie, the series is uh, is family, and it just sort of works. I, so 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 it's because of that scene. It's it's because that scene is what anchors all of the sympathy onto Caligula and it does it in such a, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm usually pretty critical of sympathetic, overly sympathetic villains. And this, (laughs) this scene is considered an overly sympathetic villain by any measure. No, he's not, but he could be, I mean, it's, it's a very, I mean, if it's because there's so much other stuff that that's, you know, that it's not one note. And so there's so much else to sort of, there's so much complexity with the character. They can go, they can go full villain with them, but then they're still willing to go to a scene like this where they have the gall to make you feel sympathy for them. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. There's usually things they would have a villain not do because they know they want to make you sympathetic to them. Do you know what I mean? There are lines they will not cross and they cross every one of those lines with Caligula. Um, 
So I think I think it, it you know it works. Um, but I also feel like in that scene, I I think that I mean I wouldn't say it was a fifty fifty shot, but I feel like Claudius had a real chance of convincing Caligula he was mad. Now even I, if he I, did, oh go ahead go ahead. I'm saying my concern would be would be just how mercurial he is. It's like yeah, yeah he could convince him and. and Caligula would go, yes, you're right. You know, I need help. Blah, blah. And then five minutes later, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You don't believe I'm a god. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I would. That, and I think that's exactly what Claudius is thinking in the scene. I think he's thinking, is this a passing moment? And, yeah. and he just decides to ride the wave and, you know, continue with the charade. But but I think that uh, uh, I would have put I would put his chances this. I think he had a 40, 60 chance, 40 percent chance of success. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think his odds were in this scene. Hmm. And, and I think he had, you know, another 40% chance of Caligula not changing his mind of, of I mean, willing. Uh, I think the thing is for, for Caligula to really change his mind and stick to it. He has to own up to the fact that he murdered his sister yes. and his unborn child. And I don't, th- I, you know, basically I think, I think he'd need to retreat back to his delusion because he cannot, he cannot do that. I mean, you know, at the end of the last episode, his thing is, don't go in that room. It's like, yeah. you know, after that happens and it all goes horribly wrong, Caligula just flees the scene and he never, you know, until his dying moments when he brings up his sister, he never talks about yeah. her in this episode. There's no follow-up. He, he is, you know, in complete and utter denial. And I think anything that would force him to reconsider that moment, I think he would have to. He'd have to no, backtrack. On. I I agree with you, but here's where I'm coming from. I think that, like I said, forty sixty. So I think you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the chances are Caligula would have had Claudius executed at some point. But we've seen, you know, and and there's a lot. There's a, you know, Claudius is a brief moment in this episode where he says, you know, there are no lions among us anymore. When he, yeah. when, you know, uh, and that's when he goes in and he starts beating on some guy who's like, you know. Uh, you know, mistreating a woman, and and that's the thing that ends up delighting Caligula when he arrives. Um, <laughs> so I think Claudius does have this brief moment where he saves the senator's wife and he beats up that guy. Where he's trying, he's thinking of his mother's call to the lions, and all of the yeah. lions that died. How what were their odds? Their odds were like ten percent or twenty percent. You know, like the, far they none of them were handed an opportunity like Claudius was. Yeah. directly like that where where Livia looked at them and said do you think I'm being a bit extreme do you know what I mean like 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 uh, he had he, he was given much more of a chance than any of those people that Antonia had in mind when she was talking about the lions and and so I think if he wanted to be a lion that was his chance and also if he wanted to be a dutiful a, a truly dutiful uncle to his nephew which he is trying to be yeah, that would have been well, the thing, you exactly. Know. I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it. I mean, from a purely, uh, it's tough to say. I mean, what it, you know, I mean, you know, the 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 right thing to do is from a pure standpoint is that he should have said it, but it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you have to be pragmatic. I no, mean, we it, we we understand why he didn't. I'm not saying he's. I mean, I, it's just uh, it's just interesting that this episode he says there are no lions among us anymore, and then mm-hmm. to me that scene is sort of where it's solidified. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the last yeah because he has an okay. opportunity to still be a lion. He's still Antonia's son. 
You know, you yeah. still he was still raised by this woman who's constantly saying that sort of thing, and was willing to sort of you know. So I just think it's an interesting point in the series um, for that yeah. reason. Um, but yeah, you know, well, you know, and, and uh, but I don't think I don't think he's you know he's still the most you know the most noble character uh you know that that exists on screen at this point in the series so uh um but but it's yeah. but it's 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 just interesting to me that i think that uh that he i think he did have a real chance to save Caligula again not in history in this moment in the show i think Caligula yeah. could have been saved i think he could have convinced Caligula to step down and be tended to you know he could have said you know what i think you are mad you know and then convinced him to, to maybe re- restore the power of the Senate. Uh, and I will take care of my nephew. You know what I mean? Like, say, like, look, I think you're sick, but I'll take care of you. Um, I think that would have carried Caligula through to do it. You know, obviously yeah. you, you would have had to, you would have had to book it. You would have had to, like, you know, you would have had to restore the Senate like nobody's business. But Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, you know, because... Obviously, you know, I mean, if he had clicked to do it then or if if it had happened, if the imperial family had all been murdered at the end of the episode and been restored. It's it's an interesting question because the Senate is just so terrible by this point. It's like anyone it's it's like, you know, what would have happened if the Senate had been restored? Because it's made up of the most sycophantic, weak, crawling people possible and it's like you know you know back during Augustus's reign maybe you could have restored the Senate it would have been a, a good thing but you have to, I, I don't know I'm just not convinced it would have been no it a pro- great thing by this point no it probably wouldn't and, and again we had the whole conversation of whether it was even at that point whether it was a good idea because you know we knew that civil war was you know plaguing sure. the empire so you know it's, it's a legitimate question to ask um but from the point of view of you know Claudius Claudius's character, who does believe in the Republic and does mm-hmm. want lions to, to return to Rome, it would have been the the course that he would have wanted. It would have fit in with his motivation. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Again, I think it's a it's an interesting episode. Um, there were some other things I want to talk about, but we'll have to put them on the on hold until next time. I think because we're coming up on the fifty minute mark. But uh, but I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode before we head out? Ah, oh, I think I've gotten uh, most of my thoughts out <clears throat> as we've gone along. Yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. All right, so so we will be back on next time, and uh, until then, uh, we have a uh, we're, we're doing Legendary Weapons of China on Friday on Wuxia Weekend, which uh, is a really good movie. I encourage people to watch it. It's on. I think it's on Prime and on Netflix. I could be wrong, but I think it's on both services. And it's I a great movie. I will movie. actually be able to make it to Wuxia Weekend for the first time in close to a month. So, so I'm so, looking forward so, to it, too. So we should have a fully restored Wuxia Weekend this weekend. Um, <laughs> the whole team? It's, it's, it's like those Marvelous Dragon Dynasty uh, DVDs for the Shaw Brothers <laughs> films. Fully restored. Um, and, uh, and, and, we'll, um, and we'll talk about Legendary Weapons of China. Which is it amazes me because I'm I'm still I still feel like we did a Wuxia weekend episode, but I think I just did a uh, I must have done one on the Wuxia workshop and I got them confused. 
but I, I feel like oh, I've already okay. had a Wuxia Weekend conversation. Um, but it's a great movie, and I think we'll have a lot to talk about. And uh, and also House of Paper Shadows. There is a uh, if for those still paying attention, House of Paper Shadows is out on RPG now. I think it's a really great adventure. And also, if you got House of Paper Shadows and you liked it, let people know because you know really. Uh, it's not easy to get the word out these days, and every every person that tells another person it does make a difference. Um, so, anyways, we will uh, head out, and we will talk to you later. Bye.